Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 6, Episode 1, or Issue 1 of the Marvel Hacks. Uh, as we talk some comics and stuff with, um, with my favorite Marvel Hacks on the line tonight, we don't have the full compliment because Big Hutch big timer, so we have to clown him a little bit, and we will in the course of this podcast. On the line tonight is the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. Ninja, are, people. I haven't read a damn thing. <laughs> we ain't read <laughs> shit. We ain't read shit. Damn, That'll be my new model. I ain't that. read shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's all right. When we throw it to you, that's all you'll just say. I never tell you the story that uh, when I took French in ninth grade in high school. So and I. I just waste of time. Wasn't. Well, no, no, yeah. oh no, no, no. It, the, the story is um, like I didn't know any of the French or whatever. I was too busy name checking somebody. I was too busy talking about wrestling with James Long. And I just never learned anything. And he didn't learn anything either. And so the teacher would get so frustrated when she'd call on us. And she she just taught us how to say, je ne sais pas, which is, I don't know. So that's pretty much all the French I know. <laughs> that's more than I got. <laughs> which is pretty awful. Which is pretty awful. But anyway, also on the line is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. You think that it meant, I don't know. She could have been teaching you to say something else. She'd be like, yeah, I smell maybe. like yeah, ass. Yeah, you would never know. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have. But I did know the Rock and Roll Express's win-loss statistics um, very well from Mr. James Long, by the way. Uh, James Long had wrestling uh, abilities and skills beyond the mortal man at that particular time. But anywho. All right. So, yeah. So, tonight we're going to get into some uh, some comic book movie news and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we got, what, four books on the slate tonight. Um one of them, which I obviously wasn't looking forward to, one we're going to make a whole lot of fun of, and then we're going to continue with the X-Men as a continuation. But I think I have a concerns about that book as well. But we'll get to it when we get to it. But first up is Blurred Notes. Hold on, let me hit my music. Blurred Notes. Blurred Notes. All right, so Blurred Notes. I still have the word Blurred Notes. The B-L-E-R-D. The fellas don't know the topics. I just throw it out to them, and we kind of go around the table to see, kind of take a pulse on what's going on in the world of comic and comic book movie news. Uh, For B tonight, for Blurred, B stands for Beware. As in Beware, uh, it is official that Avengers Endgame is three hours and two minutes long, and Kevin Feige announced that there is no intermission, so... You got to hold in all of your urine and uh, get the, the less salty popcorn, Brother Beavis. I, I don't understand why this is a story. It's not like there's never been a three-hour movie. And then normally when there are, there are not intermissions. I mean, I we've all seen The Lord of the Rings, I'm sure. We all made it through that. This is ridiculous. It's three hours. Enjoy it. You got to go pee, go pee. I don't understand why it's still a story. <laughs> there was a story today that uh, one of the Russo brothers said, saying, man, that like, oh no, it was Kevin Feige, excuse me, like, hey, there's no place for you to, you know, go run and pee. Like, it's just, you know, full of action, this, that, or the other. Um, my throwback yeah. to you, Sam, man, you went to black church like I went to black church. Three hours ain't shit. Yeah, especially, <laughs> especially on a Sunday when you're trying to get home and watch the damn game. Three hours is nothing but yeah. an irritant. But, uh, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> I was a little surprised that it was, well, not surprised, but uh, when it finally was three, they announced the three hours, I was like, damn, they, they were more than bullshitting. Well, well done, I guess. But, uh, yeah, yeah and it, you can do it. You just, we just are not trained to do it. So, yeah, it's going to take some special circumstances that Thursday night when I'm there. I'm probably not going to be able to drink nothing. That's going to be, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but I'm going to be able to get through. Yeah, that's cause, for me, too. 
Yeah, because, man, I am not moving once I get in that seat. So, yeah. Leave the pissing at home, y'all. Train your, train your stuff. <laughs> Do y'all go to the um, assigned seat theater or y'all just walk up people? I like the assigned seats now because I hate having to get there as early as you have to if it's general admission and you're trying to get a good seat and trying to hold them bastards are even worse if you got, you know, your boys with you or your girl with you or whatever. So assigned seats are a godsend as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I would, I'll be at the ghetto theater, so I'm going to have to walk up and stab somebody <laughs> to get a seat. Okay. I feel you. We've all yeah, done I, it. I, yeah, we're the assigned seat theater place now, and I definitely don't miss that getting there an hour before the movie starts just to get in line to be able to get. I don't miss that at all. Um, like, I definitely like the chill, relaxed, uh, like atmosphere of just pulling up that way anymore. So, yeah, um, yeah. The the, the <laughs> three worst words in black churches: keep preaching, preacher. Oh, I'm gonna be here another three hours. Uh, that's just, it's just a scary thought when they get to that point. So, yeah, three hours ain't nothing. All right, letter L. Letter L is for long time, which you could have thought was the other one, but Kevin Feige also announced that there's going to be a long time before there's going to be a X-Men movie, somewhere in that range of three to five years. Brother B, was three to five years good thing or is or bad thing? All right, apparently I pulled out my headphones again, so please repeat the question. Yeah, I heard no, a whole bunch of question. static. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, it's okay. No question. No worries. The question was, Kevin, uh, the L was for long time. Kevin Feige announced that there's going to be a long time before we get an X-Men movie, somewhere between three to five years. Good thing or bad thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's just simply a result of the production schedule. You know, they've tried to get to this like three or four movies a year, and, and they may have enough in the hopper. Um, you know, I don't know. I The more I've heard, and I don't, this could be one of the, the notes, like, to me, Secret Wars would be the way to just pull all this stuff together and start over. Um, but I don't know. It, I don't know. They might, if they hit a rough patch here, they might decide that X-Men sounds like a better idea than waiting three to five years. Right. Mm. Is it po is it possible that the X Men characters need to be rehabilitated because of the last few movies from Fox for the X Men Sandman have just been so awful that people need to you know get that taste out of their mouth and so that they're ready for something fresh? Well, that was kind of my take because um, especially with Fox trying to pull off this last minute, um, hey, we're going to do the uh, Phoenix Saga again and get it right. But uh, by the way, we fucked this one up too. So, uh, yeah, I actually think it's good that they're going to be, I don't think it's going to be five years between the time uh, these last X-Men, uh, Fox, Foxman movies come out and we see some kind of hint of the X-Men in the MCU. Um, but I do think it's good that they're going to have, they're taking their time and getting it right. That's basically what Kevin Feige is known for, why the MCU has endured this long, because they take the long game, they play the long game on all their um, movies and for these long overreaching arcs so um, I think it's I'm actually happy to hear that uh, it was a little longer than I thought it would be you know, five years is a long damn time but um, I think that's a better thing than um, you know getting it doing it quick like Fox and Sony and just rushing stuff out there and then it sucks so I'm good with it yeah 
it's longer than I thought it would be too. I thought it would be a little bit shorter than that. But yeah. if you think about it, it kind of takes about three years for them to do these movies anyway. Exactly. So, and the, the funny thing, I, the funny thing for me is always like, oh yeah, they just pre- you know wrapped up principal production, which was like two months, and it still takes three years to get the movie out because of all the CGI. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like, well, I guess you know whatever. But yeah, I, I I think they need to be rehabilitated too. And I, I, I kind of get the sense that they don't, I mean, they might know that we just don't know, but like where they even want to start at, uh, Brother Beavis, like with what X-Men, do you do with like an origin story with the original five or a version of that? Do you jump to giant size X-Men and start with that version of the team? Like, I think there's so many possibilities and maybe trying to figure that out might take some time. Yeah, I think the we mean, we've run the original team uh, greatly on this podcast mm-hmm. so I think that would be a mistake they deserve it um, yeah. I mean it seems to me like the giant size team is just the cleanest starting point if you don't do that then basically you're picking up sort of the modern era team which is Wolverine Cyclops and whoever else is basically what they've been right. doing for the last exactly. 10 years right right yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be curious and I wonder if the same timetable is for Fantastic Four as well um that'll be interesting if they're kind of in the same uh, running at the same time I still say they should they should pursue an animated Fantastic Four movie I think would be the best way to do that because I think there's no live action at all I mean just like to do something like the negative zone or even Galactus to an extent it's so much easier and it would come off better in a cartoon than trying to do a live action so Mm, I just think there's potential for some of the weirder stories you could just put you it there I mean, if they're going to try and, you know, continue this trend or whoever is going to tr- continue this trend of, like, having some of these kind of groundbreaking animated features, I mean, that would be the property, I think, that would that would be useful. I think Marvel has just turned over the idea of animation to DC. Like, y'all can't do regular-ass movies, but y'all can do these animated movies very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they just let them have it. I don't know if they... I mean, I've had this theory, and I think I shared it on here before, too. Like, I think DC's characters work so much better in animation because they're so like, over-the-toply animated. Yeah, yeah, I think they just work better in that realm. That's why they're able to make those movies so well, and why they, their live-action ones tend to struggle a little bit, you know, outside of Batman, who was essentially just a regular-ass dude. Um, but anyway, all right. Uh, e is for the Eternals. Um Phase four is of the Marvel MCU. Um, I'm gonna let, let you know right now. I don't know anything about the Eternals. There was this breaking news this week that Angelina Jolie was going to be cast as Cersei, which is I'm like thinking of this Cersei at this point in time. Game of Thrones fans, so help me out, y'all. <laughs> Who and what are the Eternals, and why should I care in terms of Phase Four, brother people? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you should not care, and I don't know why they're going this route. Uh, yeah. So the the Eternals, what this was a Sam man. This may be closer to your wheelhouse, but this was like a Jack Kirby kind of esque yeah. product that was on the fringes, and and mm-hmm. uh, they were loosely related to maybe the Inhumans, but not really. And it's one of those things where I think they <laughs> told a lot of stories and then tried to retcon a lot of it. And yeah, there are not a lot of great Eternals. Um, no, you know, if, if it's going to be just an yeah. Yeah, if it's just yeah, yeah, I mean, if they're gonna bring it in that way, I guess maybe. But like you know, if the, basically they're gonna have to build a whole new world and then just get people to buy into it, and I just don't know if the appeal is there or not. 
fan, yeah. and you know a lot about the Eternals? Uh, a lot, no. <laughs> I don't think anybody knows a lot about the Eternals. It is like one of the most anonymous Marvel uh, series you'll ever find. Basically, it's the same thing when um, um, Jack Kirby was kind of going back and forth between Marvel and DC because he was disgruntled with Stan Lee for a while. Uh, I think he created New Gods first, I believe. I'm, that might not even be right, but um, I think he came back to Marvel and basically made the same, not the same version, but another version of the New Gods in Marvel with this spacefaring race, and because that's basically what they are, gods. You know, they live forever and they have powers. So, and yeah, I know they're le loosely uh, connected to the Inhumans, I believe, and maybe uh, mutants in another way. I'm, uh, I, but I could be wrong about that too. They're a, it's a strange book. It was like he was really experimenting with that, and um, it never really caught on. So when Feige announced that he was going to be doing that, I was like, oh wow, there's there's the first mistake, but <laughs> maybe not the first mistake, but I thought a big one. But I mean, I've doubted him before, and he's always come through. So this will be a challenge. Yeah, I yeah. mean, again, they made a, a talking tree and a, and a raccoon there you go. very famous. There you go. Um, so there is that, but I, I, I don't know. I just, I, like I said, I was reading that, and I was like, I don't know anything about this. And I've been reading comic books for a long time, and I don't know anything <laughs> about this. So, yeah, good luck on the Eternals there. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right. Letter R is returned uh, in an article this week as all the prep stuff is getting ready for Avengers Endgame. Uh, the Russos in an article said that hey they would return back to MCU for one project Brother B was name checked it a little bit earlier um, he, they would return for the Secret Wars now uh, Big Hutch who's not on this podcast is probably somewhere with his socks up to his neck um, <laughs> he said <laughs> he said that you probably have to get through at least three movies before you could do a legitimate Secret Wars movie the, the two-part question, one, did any of you watch, well, I guess it's two, three parts. Uh, one, remember the terrible Secret version or secret Wars version they did on the Spider-Man 90 show on Fox, which was pretty awful. <laughs> <laughs> but two, did anybody watch the Secret Wars version that they did in the, the, event, the new Avengers show? Did either of y'all watch that? No. They did a Secret Wars Oh, the the the, no, the one they're doing now you're talking about. The, yeah, uh, through that version whatever, of Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I think that. it was part of the Black Panther's quest or whatever. I didn't see it either. Okay, so, and then three, uh, how in the world are they going to try to pull off a Secret Wars movie? I know Hutch loves the idea of it, but, I mean, anything that has to do with the Beyonder is just done. There's just uh -huh. no way you can put that dude in a movie, Hutch. Or, uh, Brother B. <laughs> Well, the Beyonder wasn't necessarily bad until he started rocking the white leisure suit and showing oh, up yeah. at everybody. <laughs> so bad. So bad. Yeah. Um, I would like to address the internet trolls out there who have been saying negative things about the original Secret Wars comic uh, in their little comment sections <laughs> and how if they're going to do Secret Wars, they should do the 2015 version. Boo, I say to uh, all of you. No, you do not know what you're talking no. about. That's and terrible. like, that's oh, it just, they was just made to sell cartoons and the only th or tell action figures and the only thing anybody remembers about the black suit. Bullshit, I say to you. Secret Wars yeah, is great. Bullshit. 
if you don't believe yep. that, go listen to our, our podcast. If you still don't believe it, stop listening to this podcast and go away. <laughs> read your read your modern era yeah. books and and just yes. you know <laughs> suffer. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said earlier, I think it could be a way like to just unwind all this potential knot. They've got all these fake properties that have been uh, out in everybody else's uh, production studios, and you could just in one shot sort of bring them all back together and do a relaunch. So I think that would be interesting. But yeah, it would. It would definitely be tough to pull off, and it, you know, again, it, it would be tough to do right. But I believe if if they put the real energy behind it, it could be cool. But yeah, that Spider-Man version was terrible, and the worst yeah, part for me awful. was like, I had like, I guess I was either like didn't have access to that channel, or I wasn't around on that day while it was on, so I didn't see it in its first run. And I was always like, oh, I need to see that. I need to see that. And I finally saw it. I was like, oh, my God, this is bad. It's can't so get bad. that time back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. can't get that time back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, may I address the Secret Wars 2015 version? Uh, Please do. That is the, that is the easiest read that you will ever have ever in your life. Those books are nothing but splash pages. And each, I swear each book is probably under 200 words. There is nothing in there of any kind of substance at all. Um, wow. Yeah, no. The original Secret Wars, again, we did a whole podcast series on it. It'll sound like we're making fun of it, and we are in a sense because it's, you know, there's some tropes in there that are very comic booky. But overall, the series is very good still, and it still holds up 30 plus years later. Yeah. I don't think anybody remembers anything about 2015 Secret Wars. It's just something that happened. And, um, I think 2015 yeah. had some like the the battle world concept, and they had these almost like else worlds built. I think like a one paragraph summary of the worlds, a lot of them were interesting, but I don't think there were any actual stories to be told in any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. It, it, it is the exact it is the modern um, event like kind of book. You know, something happened. Oh, it seems mm-hmm. like it's a big deal. Then it's over, <laughs> and nobody cares. That's pretty much what happened. Which we're going to get to here momentarily, by the way. But anyway. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, any any thoughts on a Secret Wars movie? There, Sandman. Uh, I mean, I think Hutch is right. Is that you'd have to you got to do some setups. you got to do set up, set up that Fantastic Four and the X Men before you can even think about doing something that massive. And I mean, they have to be well established. And that's a long way off, man. Secret Wars is... I don't know if they'll ever get to that, honestly. Or maybe they... Or even if they should. I don't know. That's a lot of... Uh, that's a lot of work, man. They might, you know, The way Marvel's been going, they may. But I think that's... Reevaluate about five years, ten years. And then see yeah. where you're at. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea right now. Definitely. And speaking of your animated features, Brother Beavis, that one seems like it would be a much better version of that you could do you know a very you know because every once you put galactus in something everything gets goofy yeah like how you kind of design that character um it's just gonna get really weird um but eventually we're obviously gonna see when the fantastic four come out eventually this has to be some version of it. they can't just let it go yeah um, so that was our letter d is for disney plus a lot of information for disney plus which i believe is premiering at the end of this year at some point in time which is disney streaming service you kind of hinted around that they're going to have a loki series a bucky and uh was it falcon series vision mm-hmm. and scarlet witch are going to have Scarlet a series. witch 
And it was announced, yeah, and it was announced today that uh, Hawkeye is going to get a series. And these are all with the original actors, which, one, to me, is amazing in the sense that, one, obviously Disney has a bunch of money that they could pay these people, like, money to do essentially TV shows. But, two, I mean, it's always, there was nothing ever worse than when they were like, oh, yeah, they're going to do this particular series about something. And it's kind of like, you know, Supergirl or even The Flash and all these types of things where you have, like, multiple versions playing, like, uh, the same character. And it's just like, man, I, you know, that ain't no Flash to me. You know, that, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that dude was on the te- on the Justice League movie wasn't the Flash to me. You know, Grant Gustin was the Flash. You know, mm-hmm. so it was just kind of weird. And so, yeah. but no, they're having a Hawkeye series. Uh, it's going to introduce Kate Bishop as he mentors her, who is a, you know, I'd like to say a Plessy versus Ferguson hero. Like a female version, essentially, of Hawkeye. But I said to y'all in the text chain, I've actually enjoyed that book. I don't know if y'all ever read it, but that's actually a, a very enjoyable book. Um, so excited about Disney Plus, uh, Brother Beavis, uh, this series, anything like that. I, to be honest with you, t- movie version of Hawkeye, I think, actually play will play better as TV version of Hawkeye. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it could be good. We'll see. I think a lot of these startup services, you know, they the like DC for example, the their the new content kind of trickles in. So, I think one advantage Marvel has is well, the library of the films really, they don't have as many of the really quality series I don't think that the DC has. So, I don't know, some of these startups are a little dicey, but with Disney there's there's a diverse library. Not a lot of it is interesting to me, but uh, you know, the but some of it is exactly what I want to see all this Marvel stuff. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I mean, it's it. They've been talking about it for so long. I mean, it seems like they're getting behind it to do it right, um, and they have, you know, at least listed a ton of content to start. So, I don't know. It should be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I I made a post on Twitter today that um, you know an underrated part of what MCU is doing now is that they're really focusing on like the actual media and properties itself instead of um, using that media to sell something else. You know, kind of like Secret Wars was to sell toys and, you know, the Spider-Man movies, you know, there's no goofy video game tie-in, you know, which is an awful game because generally speaking, all video game tie-ins to movies suck ass. You know what I mean? Like, they're they're like, you know what? Let's just focus on these movies because we can still make a shit ton of money and not um, dilute whatever we're trying to make by doing you know by just making a quality movie now do they run the risk of doing that with the tv shows though sam and like we dilute whatever we have you know to make an extra couple of dollars you know trying to sell the streaming service uh that's that was kind of the worry for me like when i first heard about them um uh, making these shows like like when they did in humans which was God awful in every freaking way. All that did was diminish the MCU. And after that, I was like, okay, no more TV shows I'm watching <laughs> ever from y'all. I mean, and I used to watch uh, Agents of Shields, and uh, the first couple of seasons were decent, and then it kind of, for me, trailed off, and I jumped off the bandwagon. But um, at least in these, they are. I mean, the fact that they've got the actual stars from the movies in these, that they're, they're going to be more movie quality than TV quality, from what they say. Um, that intrigues me. Um, being a, obviously an MCU fan, we're all Marvel fans, so I'm going to give it a try. Obviously, uh, you know the, the MCU tie-in is going to get on a lot of people, and so I uh, and the fact that this is Kevin Feige's side doing this. This is the Marvel Studios. This isn't the ABC using the Marvel banner, and uh, 
as a um, if they're in disguise. So um, I'm more um, intrigued about that. Uh, I trust in his name a whole lot more than those other guys. So I w we'll see. I think I think they're going to do it right. We'll see though. Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I'm hoping that it's cool and I'm hoping that the shows work out. I'm just, uh, I don't know, getting another streaming service, basically. <laughs> like I canceled two of mine, so, give. yeah. Yeah, and I'm curious, yeah, what's the, and I'm curious of what the price point is, too, you know. Like, yeah, I'm that's a big a part of it. Decent stuff away. Well, they said Monsters, Inc. sequel, I don't know if y'all ever, I, I mean. Yeah, I heard about I don't that. hate that movie. But they're moving the sequel it, on there. It's not releasing yeah. in theaters. Yeah. So, I don't know. That'd be interesting. All right. All right. Well, that concludes Blurred Notes. And as we get into the comic books, normally this is where we would do our That's Day One where we talk about a DC book. But you know what? Fuck DC. Well, we just, there was nothing there that I could, <laughs> I could think of. So I'm scrolling through these books, and I'm just like, I don't know, man. I, I got nothing for DC here. So You want to let Sandman give his movie review? As a, yeah, as I am a but, Sand, but Sandman did see Shazam. Uh, yes. Now that would be the two of thirds of us have seen Shazam now. So we're gonna let Sandman give his review before we jump into these Marvel books. So Sandman, mm -hmm. uh, tell us about Shazam from your perspective. Um, overall, I thought the movie was good, not great. I honestly thought it was gonna be a little better by expectation from what all the uh, good reviews and stuff I was hearing from it. I mean, I did, I did not dislike it. I thought um, the actors, uh, both, um, uh, what's his name, Zachary Levi, who plays Shazam, the former Captain Marvel, thought he did a really good job acting childlike. Uh, it was convincing. Um, the kid that plays Billy Batson I thought was pretty good because um, he has to basically act like a jerk through most of the movie. Um, um, and uh, they've got, you know, the, the whole uh, foster family for him. I think all of them are adequate. Um, the villain um, is okay. I basically equate him to a phase one Marvel villain. Um, and he's Dr. Savannah, which is one of the um, classic, probably one of the only uh, villains that um, Captain Marvel had, Shazam. I guess it was, I should call him Shazam. Um, oh, I mean, overall, it was, for DC, this is a step up. Let's not bullshit it, you know, this is considering what they used to uh, make. Uh, so they've got, you know, between this uh, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, which I thought was okay too. Uh, they're arcing toward the right, um, the right way. I don't think it's particularly deep. I thought, you know, it's a popcorn movie. That's, but uh, I would put it on par with uh, Captain Marvel. Was I liked Captain Marvel a little more than I liked this. Uh, but it's it's decent. It's decent. It's decent to good, not great. But, you know, would I go see it again? Probably not, but it's it's worth seeing. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and if you're listening to this podcast or any of our other podcasts when we talk about this, there's a, a reference that we often use called um, the Attack of the Clones reference. <laughs> like, it's like one of those things that we talk about, like, after a bad movie comes out, the next movie that comes about, you know, people are like, oh, it's, it's so good because this is not as crap as the one that came before it. So, Attack of the Clones is an ass awful movie, but it's not maybe as ass awful as The Phantom Menace. Okay, so <laughs> Shazam is not an ass awful movie, but is it as good as people are saying? Like, I mean, it's got like a, it's got, I think it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. If you it's believe pretty it, high. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but 
it's just a movie. I mean, it like Sam and said, it's just it's okay. I mean, it's nothing. It's nothing spectacular at all. I, in my review, I said, you know, it's really just made for. It's a kids movie. It's made for like teenage boys essentially, but girls a little bit. But I mean, it's just. I mean, it's fine. Like I said, I mean, if you go and you see it and you like it, it would make sense. Like if somebody told me, oh, I really like that movie. I'm like, oh, I can see why you would like that movie because it was fun and it's cute, whatever. But if you're trying to tell me like, oh, it's in the upper echelon of comic book. Yeah, don't do that. No, like, no, ever. no. It's definitely not at all. So, no. yeah. Okay. But yeah, good. It's good. It, it, and again, with DC's extended universe or whatever, it's way up there for that because <laughs> there's so many of them that aren't very good. You know, it's a, it is Attack of the Clones. Like, is it Suicide Squad, Justice League bad? Of course not. Not at all. What could be? But is it like really good? Like good? No, it's not that. Mm-hmm. Either, so. All right. Younger Twitter loves it. And I'm like, yeah, y'all would. Because <laughs> <young. laughs> I get it. All right. All right, let's get into these damn books. The Sandman is only going to be chirping in here at what's an out. Like, it was a miscommunication on the uh, the day of when we were going to record this podcast. So it, he's going to be jumping yeah. in and out. So Brother Beavis and I got these damn books for the most part a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to do Captain America, Brother Beavis. Uh, I'm going to let you hold the X-Men. We can split War of the Realms. Um, okay. All right, so Captain America number nine um, this is a book that we've reviewed, I guess, over I guess the last maybe three seasons, like season three, four, or four, five, and now six. Um, Ta-Nehisi Coates, uh, Adam Cooper. Uh, to recap, Captain America is in jail. Um, it's really this long story about um, some people that are essentially setting him up from his time when he was the supreme commander of Hydra from that story that came back from uh, a couple of years ago. He's in jail. Um, and then there's a storyline that's kind of plays out here. Finally, uh, with the daughter, uh, was it Daughters of Liberty? Uh, yeah. That was teased like three issues ago, and then two issues, they <laughs> didn't do anything about it. And then now it comes back here. And essentially, they're like setting up this plan to free Cap um, from uh, the Meridian, the prison that he is in. Uh, and help me out here, brother viewers. Did you understand that? Is is the Dryad a character, or is the Dryad the group of ladies there, like a subdivision of the Daughters of Dragon? I think the Dryad is one of the characters, um, and she okay. appears at the end. I, yeah. That's what I got out of it. Yeah, because she name checks like that. Will tell them the Dryad, like as a, a plural version, is coming for them. But then she's yeah. like, "I am the Dryad," and I'm like, "I don't get it." Um, <laughs> I no. am your Dryad, B. Did you notice Misty's get... dialogue here in the first couple pages? Yeah, oh, it's boy. off. Yeah. At the club, you mean? I mean, at the yeah. club was, uh, was which, yeah, yeah, I did. When, she, when she's <laughs> at the club, go ahead, sis. Dimension C ain't nothing but letter, Sharon. Look, what the fuck? Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> what just happened to Misty Knight? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and also uh, Sharon, at her advanced age and in the club, was probably gonna be like, "What? Huh? Yeah. I can't hear nothing you said. Let alone, let alone understand what you said. I can't hear it either." Um, <laughs> yeah, they're trying to they're trying to figure out a way to break into the facility to get Cap out, and then the book just dips in between in the jail and outside of the jail. Um, at the beginning, there is a scene there was was that Alexa Lucan, and this book has been 
for the entire time has been kind of dipped into kind of like Trumpism and Trump America, you know, and there's like, you know, she's trying to get them to run like some conspiracy type theory stuff on uh, was back, back channel news. Uh, and she was talking with the president. <laughs> oh, she's talking with the president of uh, Fact Channel News about trying to get these things onto the television shows there. Um, so yeah, so they uh, back in jail. Cap is there, and then our favorite people, brother B, Mr. Do you need a generic ass villain? I got four of them for you. They go anywhere you need them. To <laughs> I was like, why does Bulldozer have to wear the thing on when he's just, like, in his orange suit? Like, why does he have to... <laughs> yeah. So but, bad. My note says... He's got the brain says, mask. Yeah. <laughs> my, my note was an old, old reference. I'm sure Brother Beavis again. Like, oh, look. It's the kid in the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Coach the Animated Series, y'all. Uh, if you've never seen that, by the way, that will be by oh. far the, your best eight 30-minute episode, episodes of your life. Uh, if you hadn't seen it, or six episodes, however long it was. Oh, God. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, the Wrecking Crew is there. They, they, they kind of understand that something's up to. And so, what is, who's the black guy? Is that Bulldozer? No. Thunderball. Oh, it's Bulldozer is the one with the Bane mask. Thunderball's the black dude. And Pile Driver's the guy with the bad haircut. And the Wrecker's already been taken out of the picture because he got experimented on. And that's why they're like, yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. So Thunderball decides to make this distraction to see if Cap would actually be Cap. And he does this thing where he, he pretends that he's crazy, then he attacks a guard. The guards start wailing on him because obviously he's Christmas addicts and they're going to beat him and kill him before anybody else. And Cap decides to be Cap. He jumps in. He starts fighting the guards. And then they finally, you know, it leads to a full-on prison riot. You know, and then later on that's going to be used against him, but we'll get to that in a second. And then again, there's the whole dryad plot that they have to go to the 1400 Club. I'm pretty sure that's a reference to... um to Jay-Z's club in New York, which is the 4040 club, which allegedly some uh, illegal stuff goes on in. Um, so yeah, so they, the dryad, whoever she or they are, blows up the building and you're like, yeah, so this person, I'm looking at the costume now. So this person was on the first, like the page three or whatever. When they're saying the dryad awaits, they go inside and the dryad is the one in the hood. So, okay. yeah, and then, so she's apparently their muscle. She goes out and kicks yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she's awful skinny to be the muscle, bro. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah, she's but. Skinny. Yeah. I know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> she's got a hood. <laughs> but, and she and has she's got, got pockets. We can't see. Yeah, and, and she, weapons. well, and, you know, the reveal will become whoever it is later on. Um and the, the the worst part about that is is like yeah they tease this like daughters of the, or daughters of the dragon, uh, daughters of liberty or whatever, but then they don't really let them do anything as a group other than sit there and talk, you know yeah. like I I mean I'm assuming that in one of these issues when they make their assault on them in Meridian or whatever, so we're gonna actually see them get a chance to kick ass, yeah. you know and that was part of their plot their plot yeah, they're, like, oh, they're kind of like the female Illuminati is what I've taken them to yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, that was a boys club, wasn't it? It was yeah, a freaking completely. circle jerk. I didn't even think about that. Mm, that's interesting. Um, 
so yeah, so that that was that, and then back in jail, Strucker's, you know, he's just doing this manipulating thing because he he's got Captain Solitary. I know I can't break you physically, and your mind is too strong too, but I can I can break the people that uh that look after you or whatever. And he he had recorded the uh the prison riot, and I'm assuming he's gonna blame me for it, and that was pretty much the end. I mean, again, it's a book that's grounded in reality for the most part. Like it really is just like. Not a lot of superhuman stuff. It's just, I mean, like I said, we've been three issues with Cap essentially in jail at this point. You know, there hasn't been anything other than that. And I'm not sure how he can do that when we get to the X-Men. I got all kinds of jokes about uh, Captain America. But, you know, overall, I mean, Coates has done a pretty good job of keeping this book fairly steady. It it really only has a couple of highs, but the biggest thing is that there aren't any real lows in it. Like, where you're just like, oh, my God, this book sucks. What do you think, Brother Beaver? Uh, yeah, it seems like it could be paced a little bit faster because it seems like they keep making the same points. You know, uh, yeah. they keep kind of tearing him down and this attacking the symbol. It seems like that's been going on pretty long. So, yeah, I, it looks great. You know, it reads like a comic book. Sometimes that's the best you can hope for. Yeah, nine nine months in, what you can hope for the most is consistency. It's very consistent. Yeah. Like you kind of know what you're going to get every single month. There is, like I said, there's not that high and low where you're like, oh man, that was filler. It's more, I wouldn't call it all filler, but it's just more. It's just a consistent book every <laughs> single month. So okay, all right. So cap, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, brother Beavis. Uh, thumbs somewhere between middle and up. Okay. Yeah, I I I, I can see that. I'm good with that. All right. Here's the book and the reason that season six is going to be through. It's the mm-hmm. War of the Realms, y'all. I, um, I oh, haven't boy. been um, wanting to do this. It's just not something that I'm... Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't... Events are not my thing uh, anymore in modern comics. I just I wasn't looking forward to it. And once this started, Brother Beavis... The reason, once it started, I was like, this is why I don't like these things. <laughs> what you think? Right from the beginning, right from the beginning, we get a freaking, if you saw the first Thor movie, we yep. get a narration essentially from the first Thor movie. What would you think? Yeah, I mean, the one thing I'll say is when I, I think uh, Art Adams did the cover, at least the one that I got, and I'm looking at the cover like, you know, it, it screams crossover, but actually in a lot of good ways. And so just looking at the cover, I'm like, oh, man, this is this is like old school, everybody in, crossover, this. And then I turned the page, and yeah. The first thing that got me was this Ten Realms, and they put Heaven in with the Nine Realms. I'm like, uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are Ten Realms now, yeah, by the way. That's some revisionist Christian overriding Norse mythology again, but okay, we'll, we'll let that slide. <laughs> Wow. And then I feel like I missed a lot of the plot, but one the thing that bothered me the most about the book in general was just the MCUification of this book. Yeah. And uh, Tom oh, Hiddleston yeah. is in this book. Uh, that's yeah. that's one thing that bothered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. There's that. And then the essentially the beginning of Thor and the end of Thor, the first Thor movies are in here. So in Asgard. The rainbow bridge is broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asgard is essentially, you know, in darkness. Thor is looking out, calling to, you know, to try to get home, and he can't, you know, because he can't get home, and he's throwing hammers out, hoping that they'll return to him, and they're not returning. Yeah, he has to like him. four hammers now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's up with 
what's up with this his story is the, the dog is that something new Sandman? you read a lot of um, did he have a dog yeah he he uh, i can't even remember what book it was from the main thor or was it the uh, unworthy thor but he basically kills the guy that, uh, this was um i think this was um oh whose dog was it Hala's dog or is, i can't remember but he uh basically kills the person whose dog the was the owner of the dog and the dog the dog talks and you know it's intelligent is yeah. an Asgardian dog mm-hmm. it's from hell h-e-l and so and mm-hmm. basically it just follows thor and he becomes his dog after whatever the hell happened wow. i don't remember i'd have to go look it up but mm-hmm. yeah so he's basically thor's yeah. butt yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, he's yeah. there, and the dog is there. Like Brother Beavis alluded to, Tom Hiddleston falls to earth. Um, <laughs> and, uh, he <laughs> says that he's been, uh, uh, he betrayed, and he's all busted up and bloodied, and he said he had betrayed uh, Malekith. This was after the Dark Elves attacked, and um, I put in my notes, they killed, air quotations, um, uh, Odin. Because uh, it looked like they killed him because he got impaled on a big old sword. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Odin never dies. Yeah, they, so they went after him Julius Caesar style. Yeah, it did. Mm. Uh, they got him. And it looked like, I mean, they were stabbing the shit out of him when he was on the ground. So I'm assuming he's dead, but he never dies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so Loki falls to earth. He's all bloodied. And, you know, he's he said he got betrayed by Malachith, which is now in, we're into Thor 2. Um, <laughs> electric boogaloo electric boogaloo yeah, thank you very much though and you got me there it is so he's there uh, and he's like take me to Malachis and you know so we can fight this battle he drops him off in I can't do the name so I'm just going to say the land of the frost giants Jotunheim and look, Jotunheim bitch and then um, <laughs> genocide um, and he said and then, of course, it's a plot from Loki. He's like, you know, he's not really, like, busted up. And then Malachi shows up. And then there's a big battle with Frost Giant. Oh, I took that top. I took that to mean Malachi had taken the form of Loki. And oh, Loki wasn't maybe there I missed that. Um, oh. See, thank you. I didn't get that at all. Well, there you go. Thank you. I didn't get that. <laughs> well, back on back on Midgard, Brother Beavis, then the book, to me, the book goes into a completely different direction because I was okay yeah. with it at that point. But then once it goes back yeah. to Midgard, then Let's it Let's make fun of Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And the art starts to sell, oh, yeah. too. Yep. Um, <laughs> mm. um, so Spider-Man's there, and what's that? Freya, I think Thor's mom is there. Yep. Uh, Sif. Lady Sif and the Warriors Three, like they're all there. And the Warriors Three are like, not there. The Warriors, like all the dudes, are in a coma or something like that. They say. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, they're like all there. Was a Thor for a while. Yeah, sorry, but uh, I don't know where he is. No, it's now. okay. Well, they're just their thought is it's like oh well you know. For whatever reason, now the war of the realms is coming to Midgard, and it's going to be fought here. And again, maybe I need to go back and read it more specifically. Maybe because we haven't reviewed Thor essentially since issue one, like maybe that's what we're missing. But like just the idea of like, oh yeah, by the way, they're going to have the war on Earth. I, I mean, because comics to to sell this freaking thing. Because I'm like, whatever. Like, okay, we're now doing it on. Earth. Well, I think and the so, premise is Asgard has basically been cleared out. So where else would it be? And mm-hmm. the Vanheim, which is where, like, uh, the Vanir live, that's pretty much wrecked too. So I think it's just they're just 
working down the list. Yeah. Okay. So, alphabetically, or is there... Is there <laughs> you you got to climb it like a tree. you got to climb it just like a tree. Gotcha. All right. Well, the rest of the book is essentially just the heroes fighting all giants, beasts, ogres, oh my... Uh, throughout the city, and then you know, at the there, end, there's the a problem. there's a there's the part where the ogres perv out on She Hulk. I'm sorry, Hulk. Yeah, because she's crushing yeah, everybody, shit. and they're like, I think I'm in love. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I gotta chuckle out. I think this is Jason Aaron as well, who was writing the Thor book, and he's gonna finish. Like, I think once he's done with this, he's done with Thor as well. I mean, it, I can't say mm. that it was all right because I really didn't think it was all right. It was it was what I thought it would be, like something goofy like an event to get everybody together Mm -hmm. issue two will be probably all the heroes fighting each other because they don't know what to do before they all tag in together to fight you know to fight against the the villains and i'm just like i i've seen this story before you know and then you what about the cutaways brother beavis to the other heroes air quotations where they got wolverine daredevil and punisher yeah like how they're viewing this from their perspective or whatever well and then you have you know there's it's a six-part story told in 12 parts right or 50 parts yeah. because everybody's <laughs> yeah. got to tell what they're doing during the war of the realms those are always useless books so they keep yeah. all yeah. Them. yeah all of them yeah it's just it's just like I mean, like I said, I, I don't understand. The, there's no purpose, I guess, with this. You know, like the, at the once this is over, like I said with the other thing, once this is over, nothing's going to change about any of this. Well, I don't know. Well, old Thor won't have a gold arm anymore. Okay. He'll get another. Ha- he'll get another hammer. He's got five hammers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Eventually, I don't know how he'll get me on here back, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And the, the the page the book ends with like an I, I like to call now an album cover shot of the villains there as they're all like standing there I don't I can't name all of them I, all I was like oh Enchantress is there and every time I see her in the freaking comic books I'm like how the hell did she never make it into one of those movies yet because who would have made <laughs> yeah. sense that she would have been in one you know but well she's I, basically female Loki but yeah I mean yeah, yeah I don't know it's kind I of redundant. It. Yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Brother Beavis, what would you think, man? My, my note says love at the bottom of my notes. That's yeah, it just, it just, it's a bunch of splash pages hokum. hitting people harder. So. Yep. <laughs> it's just hokum. It's just yeah. hokum. And I just, no, it's no point of the whole thing. And that, that was what I feared when, I, when we started this. I was like, I think this is just going to be dumb. Like they're just doing it for the sake of doing it. And, um... They have another event coming in the summer with the X-Men. Like, you know, if you Great. didn't see the news, I think it broke, like, in uh, sometime, at, you know, when we were on our hiatus, that, was it, Jonathan Hickman, who did do Secret Wars 3, and after he did Secret Wars 3, I think he actually left to go do books at DC, like, on an exclusive. I don't know what he was writing over there, but he's back, obviously, so that shit didn't work out. And <laughs> he's back. There's a new X event, which we're going to lead into the X-Men here, too, which makes me think, well, the books that we're reading and reviewing aren't going to mean diddly-poo because they're kind of... It's not a reboot. He's just doing, like, some sort of... I don't want to say alternate series, but a series at the same time. So, you know, you really have two books, two teams or whatever, telling essentially two different stories. And, you know, uh, how do you follow all of this? But, anyway, all right. Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, brother. Beavis, War of the Rams. Uh, I would say middle to trending down. 
Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go full on thumbs down. It was nothing. Yeah. The cover was pretty cool. I did. I know what you were saying about that. It, it gave me um, uh, what's that? What's the dude's name? Um, Perez. What's his name? George Perez. Perez. George, George Perez. Perez. Yeah, it made me a George Perez. Oh. Yeah, it gave me a George Perez kind of feeling because you know how pretty good he is. Is like drawing Ma- his big yeah. old pages, and you get master of the crossover of heroes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it gave me that kind of thing. But then after that, like they, once Spider Man, once they go back to Midgard, like who I didn't put, write it down, but whoever was doing the pages before that is a completely different person. At that, it yep. goes completely into. Um, well, this yeah. is this is uh, Russell Dodderman's art because he he drew Thor before. Um, then he mm-hmm. left, and I, I guess he's doing most of this. I don't know if he did all of it, but um, I mean, he's yeah. I love his artwork. Uh, his run on Thor was really good, and I stopped collecting it when he. Uh, got off the book, but uh, at least it looks good, for the most part, from what I can tell. Yeah. Alright, our next stop is going to be brief. Um, it was announced a few months ago that uh, Rob Liefeld was coming back to Marvel to write a book yeah. of a lost character that he had. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> name Ma- Okay. <laughs> I to, these jokes. Alright. There's been a lot of famous exes. Um, Malcolm, Terminator, uh, <laughs> Professor, um, uh, Weapon. There's been a lot of famous exes. Okay. Um, Major X is not going Race, to be How about Racer? Racer. Yeah, there you go. Razor X. Yeah. Razor X. Um, this, yeah, this is not going to be Major X, <laughs> which is the character of this book, is not going to be added to it. Um, oh, boy. It's, it's full on Liefeld and even if you take out it, again we could run him for not being able to draw feet we could run him for <laughs> pouches we could run him for hair we could run him for so many things in terms of his art like we could do that like the big titties and like the chest and tiny waist mm-hmm. like we could run him for all of that stuff however <laughs> what people don't run him for I think enough is that he's a terrible writer too. Like he <laughs> designs characters and writes books, but he's an also a horrible, horrible writer. And so this book has all the tropes of bad writing and bad Liefeldism. It's like they stuck them all into one thing. So you have a fake ass character that looks like a ripoff of Deadpool, his major mm-hmm. X. Uh, you have time travel, you have cable, you have pouches. You have early X-Force, where they all suck. All the early X-Force team, which all sucks. You have Deadpool, of course, because he couldn't do anything without putting Deadpool in it. But then, Mm. but then, but wait, there's more. They also have a time pool, a time travel Deadpool named Dreadpool, who comes back in time to to fight against... uh, Cable and Major X, and and then regular Deadpool makes the save. It's awful. And Dreadpool has pouches. So, I, I, there's a point in me that I don't know if he's in on the joke. It, like, it's just like, I, I suck, and I'm just going to play into it. Because if that were the case, I would be like, this is genius. Because... 
you are hitting all of your notes on like being terrible and understanding that you're being terrible. But I just don't get the sense that that's what it is. Like I don't. Like I don't think. He, <laughs> I don't say that he doesn't know that he doesn't suck, but I don't think that he's like you know. Hey, you know what? Like Frank Cho. Like Frank Cho. Like knows that he gets in trouble for drawing like the women characters in all these uh, these compromising positions, mm. and he just keeps doing it because he, he knows like it, it just pisses people off. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I know yeah. it bothers y'all. I'm not I'm not a you know a perv. I just do it because I know to, to troll you. Like I get it. I don't think he's trolling us. I don't think life is trolling us. So no. Mm. Uh, yeah, major X. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Major X is like a black hero as well. Um, it's kind of sorta. If he can't draw regular white folks' hair, I assure you, when you look at uh, Major X's hair, it's damn awful too. And I can't remember. I only remember. I don't. Was he relate? He might have been related to Cable too, because I think he was. I think Cable might have been his daddy. He, it's it's a mess. It's an Ale- Alexander mess. Nathaniel Summers. Oh God. There you storm go. is, Thank you, Alec. Yeah. Is Storm his mama? Or what? Oh Jesus! I mean, what, what? I don't I think it was. I don't oh, think God. so. No, he was just getting some other brown sugar in the future. Um, <sighs> it's, it's so Terrible. bad. Terrible. And then he time he time travels. He time travels on a bicycle, brother. Be like like not a bicycle, but like a motorcycle. And the motorcycle has essentially like the fucking fluxate capacitor from Back to the Future. It's bad. But again, is it purposely bad? Because you know it's bad, or you just don't know. I don't know. And I think Wolverine makes an appearance in this too. It's just there's nothing yeah, good about the whole thing. It's just bad. So yeah, if yeah. you want it for jokes and you want to read it for jokes and to get a laugh and you get your whatever's off on Rob Liefeld, go right ahead. It's all there for the taking. Uh, whatever. All right. Did I ever tell y'all he blocked me on the twitters? Oh really? <laughs> I think I heard that story. Yeah, yeah, because he was one of those. Yeah, he was one of those. Danny Danny Rand has to be white people when before the show came out. Oh, I think I heard this. Yeah, yeah. I was like, but why? Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean has to be? Oh, well, you know, I'm like, "Eh," you know, he's like a freaking freaking racial freaking stereotype trope, right? Like, (laughs) and like he blocked me. I mean, I said more than that, obviously, and I didn't say it as nicely as I just said. Uh, of course, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But you know, but still, the point was made, nonetheless. Oh uh, yeah, he blocked me. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, hey, man, same. Remember we saw him at MegaCon, and we were like, you know what? Yeah, he's right in front of us. Maybe I'll get like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get a, like a picture with him. He's like, just hold on, fellas. I got. I was like, you know what? You're a dick. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It was disgusting how many people were in line to see him too. I was, I was like, yeah, wow, really? Yeah, yeah, I was I was disappointed, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yeah, but man, listen, but listen. Uh, yeah. Transformers, Transformers makes billions of dollars. People love crap. Don't yes, believe they do. Any other way, man. People love crap, and yes, that is all all crap. And, so. And that's what he right. does. So, yeah. Yes, he does. Uh, Racer X, damn. Any other famous X's that I miss anybody? That's about that's all I had. Yeah. yeah, Racer X is a good one, brother. I ain't have that one. So, all right. All right. X-Men 15 uh, our last book of the evening. Uh, we've been reading this book uh, since it started when it was, well, it wasn't very good at the beginning. And it was $8. And then it and then it became $8 again at issue 11. <laughs> so we were like, man, Jesus. y'all are killing us. Y'all are killing us here. Uh, as the X-Men went away, I've... I've 
part of that age of X-Men, which we got to wind up ra- wrapping that up at some probably time in this season, too. And mm-hmm. then uh, as Wolverine and Cyclops have made their way back to um, the world of the whatever, um, yeah, this is it's been kind of meandering around. My, my note down here, Brother B, before you get into this recap, is um, to use a, a rap term, uh, Cap is making another feature. He's features in everybody's books, man. You know, uh, for you that don't know, yeah. a feature is when a rapper shows up on somebody else's record. Cap is featured in a lot of people's records right now, man. Holy <laughs> cow! He's, and this is, I think, this is at least his second appearance in freaking uh, in this book, at least. So, anyway, all right, go ahead, brother. Be, be I think, Cap. given the history, it, it at least makes sense. It's not like he drops out of a helicopter into it. Like, hey, what's going on? True. Uh, so I consider my comic book IQ to be pretty high, and I, when I read this, I'm like, did I miss some books? Is there like, is this, <laughs> does this story like play out in another book? Am I? I mean, I don't know. I try to go back and piece some stuff together, but it seems like they skipped ahead a little bit to me. <coughs> Hold on a second. Don't die. <coughs> It is so hard. Mm. <laughs> Cap. <laughs> Cap was like, don't be running me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got people everywhere. All right. So Cap caught, shows maybe up. Maybe you caught that virus that these girls have. Yeah, maybe. Mm. So Cap shows up, and he gives a lecture to Scott about how to, <clears throat> how to not screw up mutant affairs. Producer, you're going to have to take over. Okay, <laughs> so Cap shows up. Um, Cap shows up. At, they're hanging out at, well, at the beginning of the book, uh, Dark Beast, because they've captured him, and he's been working for them, and he's been helping them out and not helping them out, because you don't really understand his, um, his, uh, I guess, motives or where he's from, or what he's doing. And so at one of the issues before, there was, a, there was a virus that had been going around, so he helped cure, like, the two mutants that had the virus, and then we get into the um, to Harry's hideaway where they're heading. So uh, Dark Beast is in the basement. I don't know how big this bar is, by the way. They can hold a whole ass hospital and everything in a bottom of a basement of a bar. Huh. But also, Cap, uh, Cap shows up and he's like, "Hey, yeah, I know y'all are working for the government for Val Cooper because they did, you know, Val needed something done, so they did her a solid to get some information." And Cap says, "Well." Um, y'all can't trust her and Cyclops is like oh so we can trust you and he's like no I'm telling you the way you're going about this right now is not going to work out and you know he's kind of like y'all need to make this decision and if you don't if you you know you got to make this decision and this is what you're going to do but I'm telling you you're going about it all the wrong way and he's like look here's my card um, if you need it you know hit this Avengers buzzer card or whatever and we'll come help you or whatever and that was pretty much it. And then it gets into this whole thing about can we trust Captain America? Logan's like, you know, he's absolutely right, and we can trust him. But Alex is like, I don't think you can trust him at all because he's a punk ass bitch. And Alex <laughs> is like the good Alex. This is the good Alex summer, or like not the one that we would like most familiar with, not the terrible one that you, you know, kind of in the early X Men books. This is the X Factor Alex. Um, so, yeah. So that was that. 
and then we get a shift to um, one of those mutant rallies or whatever. Because there's more rallies for this than Trump has, man. They have more <laughs> anti-mutant rallies in this book. And it, the funny thing is, is they keep talking about the MLF, and I can't help but read it as milk. So every time I see it, I'm just like, <laughs> I can't help myself. I'm like, that's missing, that's missing an eye because um, I'm just trying to say those are milks. Um, and this so, is the part yeah. where I where I was confused because like I know we had Wildside in the last or whatever his name is in the last one, but I don't remember mm-hmm. like them being fully formed or being led by Hope, and I don't know what's up yeah. with Banshee. So this whole stretch, I was like, what did I miss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, and that that was part of it too because Hope Summers is there. She's trying to take out this lady that everybody's been trying to take out really since X Men Blue and Gold, essentially. And um, yeah, she's there, and they oh, go is that who that is? Her. I didn't know I they did continuity. I didn't know they did continuity like that anymore. But you may yeah, be I'm right. Pretty sure that's, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that's that same lady. All um, these white bitches look the same. All these white bitches. <laughs> 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 oh shit! So true. Um, I, the one note that I have on here too, I was like, well, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Hey, they're not gonna know if you're in your costume, Wolverine, if you put a trench coat on. I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> who just wears like freaking gold pants and freaking brown boots? Like, that's a real thing. And Cyclops, like, you, you still have on like the colors of the team, or whatever. But anyway, <laughs> I, somebody, do, how, what do y'all know about Hope Summers? Because pretty much after uh, X Men versus uh, the Avengers, I was like, I don't really know too much about her, other than being Cable's real daughter. Of course, she's time, whatever. Too, that's another one of Cable's kids, unless with Racer X over there. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Cable yeah. be spreading that seed amongst many, many timelines, son. Um, so, and she was supposed to be like the mutant savior, right? That was yeah, going to get them yes, to come back from when they couldn't have more mutant babies and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, didn't they use her? Didn't they use her blood or something to like bring back, bring basically do that, bring back the mutants or something, or what was it? I don't know. I don't know. It was confusing as all. And she, was in, and she was embodied with the uh, the Phoenix Force there for a while as, yeah. as well. Um, Who wasn't? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, there's a big battle in the streets. And then what Brother Beavis was saying, it was like, yeah, now Banshee is all decrepit and old. And I don't yeah. know why either. What, was, what is that about? Yeah. He looks yeah, like a zombie. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and, he does. Yeah. But I don't know why. I mean... I don't know why. Um, oh, he... I don't know. He might have died at some point. They killed off just about everybody. Literally everybody. Maybe he is a zombie. Yeah, and it's, he's pretty creepy looking, too. I mean, like, the uh, artwork in this is pretty cool. Yeah, he looks fucked up. <laughs> so. Yeah, completely. So, yeah, so they... Essentially, they're trying to make this... Uh, the, the MILFs are trying to make this kill. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, they can't, and the, the X-Men go to stop them. Um, Wolverine, you know, cuts her up pretty good uh, after she's about to, to, to take us. Uh, after she already shoots Cyclops, actually. She shoots Cyclops, or she shoots that Cyclops and it hits him in the face. Uh, Wolverine cuts her up pretty good in a sense that you would thought that he would have killed her. I don't know if yeah, she's got well, he was trying to, her or... He was trying to kill her, so... Well, and, and then yeah, Cyclops and his, tries to stop him from doing it, I guess. Yeah. So, I but know. his, I mean, his shift attacks 
probably can't get through body armor because you know, got <laughs> terrible strength. Um, <laughs> and so they, they they wind up getting stopped. Now, the, can she? <coughs> Does she have Cyclops' powers too, or does she absorb powers? She absorbs I powers, so. I think, because they she they make a, a point that she yeah. Yeah. yeah she takes uh, Wolverine's healing powers is why she spoiler alert survives. Survives. Yeah. Oh, okay. And and then she took Cyclops' powers to blast him yeah. off, right? Yeah. Yep. She okay. burns most of him off. Mm-hmm. I mean this. I mean visually, this book looks great. And actually, I mean I'm, I'm, my note here is not anything other than like. It's like, okay, there's just a lot going on, but my overall point of this is like, this is a fun story or whatever, but it's also been going on for quite a few issues at this point, and we really just want the regular X-Men back. Can we get, like, the team back, and can we get, like, a real, essentially real villain? Because all you're doing is fighting, you know, these are heel versus, I mean, they're not, you know, villains versus heroes fights. This is really just a bunch of X-Men infighting or mutant infighting. And it's really not that interesting. Like, you know, you need a defined villain because, you know, it's kind of hard to not cheer for Hope Summers, even though, you know, what she's going to be doing, it might be a little bit, you know, kind of wrong. I could totally understand why they want to take this lady out and, you know, increase the the, the, the possibility of mutants having, you know, a better chance. But hmm. I, I don't know. But, yeah, Wolverine impels her again. Uh, doesn't work out, but then later on the book kind of ends on this with Cyclops being healed, and I'm using that in air quotations because you can't trust Dark Beast like at all. He's gonna have some sort of plot and plan here um, that's doing something, and yeah, and uh, Cyclops is now um, Thor in Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> he has lost an eye, <laughs> so he is literally Cyclops now. He is literally Cyclops, um, and yeah. yeah, and that's pretty much it. Uh, I, I don't know, brother. It's not missed something. Yeah. So the other thing was they, uh, in addition to taking care of Cyclops, um, <clears throat> Dark Beast figures out that the new mutants that are on the team are not infected with the transmode virus. They're actually housing Warlock, and they extract Warlock and implant it in uh, one of Jamie's multiples. Duke so. Duke. That's the oh, other right. development. But the, the one thing that stood out to me is, uh, you know, we have the Dark Beast and we have One-Eyed Cyclops. And that sounds like Age of Apocalypse to me. So I don't know yeah, if that's going to be mm. part of this or not. Now, I'm mm. looking at the picture. It was the other eye that got sh- that he didn't have in, in Age of Apocalypse. And it was allegedly mm. cut out by Wolverine, but whatever. Yeah, hmm. yeah that could be retconned. Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, maybe. It just this whole book started with the idea of Wolverine and Cyclops looking for the rest of the mutants and unraveling the mystery as about where they are. Well, they're not at any point of that. They are just like, hey, you know, let's gather up some of the other mutants that weren't left behind and um, make this ragtag team that uh, essentially, again, nobody really cares about outside of Wolverine and Cyclops. You know, like, oh, okay, cool. We're gonna bring in dark, dark beast. Yeah. I guess people care about um, uh, magic. I guess maybe, yeah. maybe I guess. But, but who the hell was asking them to bring back Adam Warlock though? Tell me who was asking for that. Because no. he's a terrible character. Yeah. And we already run multiple man multiple times on this podcast. 
Um, you know, Havoc is cool. But, I mean, like, honestly, like, just get to the part where we're going to get, like, the team back together. Because, you know, Age of X-Man is just meandering along. Nobody cares. Nothing's going to happen there. It's just another alternate timeline story that nobody cares about. Get the team back together so we can have a book. But chances are, when they do get them back together, hey, the team's back together. Give me them $8 again. Mm. Um, for this to put mm. this team back together, so I've just I I don't know I'm I've kind of Salvador La Roca is the artist on this book, and so I want to give him all the props in the world because that's a beautiful looking book, and he draws completely different than what he used to. Um, but mm. beyond wow. that, I'm com- uh, I'm completely not thumbs down, but I'm completely like meh. It, it's just like I'm I'm kind of over this story. What do you think, Rugby? I guess the challenge for me is, you know, this is another case where you've got the rug pulled out from under you so often that it's like, I can't, I don't even know if I can care. Like, it could be heading into an interesting direction, but they're very clearly getting duped by Dark Beast, and it makes them all look stupid. So, you know, there's there's stuff about it that bugs me, but it does feel like they're trying to do something, but I just can't shake the feeling that they're going to try to undo it here shortly. So I just have a hard time engaging with it. Yeah. 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 And and this is a book too because you can t- and it's kind of something that I mean that's on us I guess and whatever but it's it's not a monthly book it's been like I think bi-weekly and so if we miss a, a, a podcast here for whatever reason then we're like oh yeah we're, we're trying to catch up but then did I know what happened why are the milfs all hanging out over here like what is this all about and it's just like not I don't know it's not consistent I guess I, I, I I don't know. I just I, I I'm not into it. Like I, I was a little bit. It was you know we all freaking marked out when when um, Wolverine made the the save for Cyclops or whatever when he was fighting all the, the hot awful tag. mutants. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it and we were like yeah. And then now it's like oh boy. <laughs> Is anything happening this month? You know every time it comes up I'm just like oh yeah. X Men is out. Anything? No. Nope. Thumb through it. Okay. Hey, it was Cap making another feature. And so yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of thumbs down because I'm just I'm ready to see something else happen. But no, all right, that starts to wrap that up. We're pretty negative on these books tonight, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I dodged a bullet not having to read these damn things. That's, ugh. Yeah, yeah that maybe. Well, I I would for you, I would highly suggest you go read Racer X, Major X, or whatever, just for the shit of it, <laughs> because you'll be like, oh my god, this is terrible. <laughs> so that that part with you for you yeah. will be very very fun right. <laughs> but beyond that that's it okay so that's that so uh, brothers comics business um sunday night uh i guess at what after 10 o'clock or so uh mm-hmm. the brothers comics um uh, game of thrones podcast i know what you did last winter We'll start our episode-by-episode recap for the last six episodes of the series. Um, Yeah, and for me, there's two parts of this that are great for me. One, I'll actually get to be a part of this. If you go to brotherscomics.com or to our SoundCloud page or whatever, you'll be able to see that there's episodes listed there where we recapped um, episode-by-episode, I think, seasons five, six, and seven. We started season one, but we could never finish the damn thing because we got other things. And then there's yeah. some season recaps, I think, for seasons two and three. So you can be able to find, if you've never watched Game of Thrones, whatever, you can be able to find something like that. 
Now, I have only actually participated, I think, in maybe two of these episodes because I am a new watcher to the show and somebody who also didn't have HBO. So if I did, it was able to see it. It was by nefarious means, Mm -hmm. and I had to wait at least a day for myself to be able to piece clips together to actually see the show. (laughs) So that's one thing. So I will be able to participate live. Two, I will also not be hosting this podcast, which will be the greatest thing ever. Uh, Brother Beavis will be leading this podcast. Uh, I will just be coming in to drop in jokes. Uh, which is pretty much what I would like to do all the time for these podcasts. I just want to come in, make some jokes, and then sit down and feed up. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be that. That that is a full crew podcast. That's all five of the Brothers Comics folks. So we have that coming up Sunday night. Just off the top of your head, is there anything that you're looking forward to, Sandman? Anything for the final season? A plot line um, you want to see resolved outside of the White Walkers? Um, this thing with um, Jon Snow and um, him screwing his aunt, <laughs> Daenerys, for, for those of y'all don't know. Yeah. Boy, I want to know what the hell's going to happen with that. That is craziness. That's crazy town right there. So, yeah, that's, um, I mean, Jon has had so much bullshit happen to him. I just, <laughs> I'm just very curious about how this is all going to end. And, and Daenerys, too. I mean, yeah. she's been through hell, too. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very curious about that. that how that's going to be resolved. So that's just one of the things, but I'm very curious. Brother Beavis, any plot line in particular? Well, I think we have, you know, we've taken great pleasure in seeing the biggest villains meet their end. So obviously the fate of Cersei uh, is a big mm-hmm. question mark. I'm so curious Indeed. to see how that ends. I'm, I, I'm willing to end, enter in my, my prediction here. I'm going to, I'm going to make a prediction that, uh, the Jon Snow and Daenerys don't live happily ever after, and I'm going to say yeah. that Jon <laughs> becomes John becomes the new Night King, and she goes on to rule the the realms. That's my that's my prediction. Mm, wow, okay. mm. wow, that would be because think about it. Like we've been we've been led to believe that incest is bad and Targaryens are bad, <laughs> and yeah. so I don't see how you can bring that around. So yeah, that's yeah, that is a double. That'd be um, difficult, yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm. I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting. I know I'm not interested in whatever happens to Bran. However, that plays <laughs> out is going to be something that I'm not. Then I'm gonna have to go on the internet and have somebody explain to me because I'm not gonna follow it anyway. Like as, as I'm doing the recap with with my wife, I'm just like, um, whenever that part's come on, I can see her eyes glaze over. Like, mm, what's going on here? And I'll be like, bitch, I don't know. Uh, I don't know either. So uh, yeah, so yeah, we'll have that recap. Uh, very excited for to get that in for these last six episodes. I, I posted this in the Twitter uh, thing there, uh, real quick. Was wrapping up around yeah about one fifteen. Um, is there any series finale for a TV show that you remember as being memorable for the good or for the bad? And you can't use Mash. Okay, you cannot use Mash as that as your memorable one. So, any particular TV show, Brother Beavis? I think the finale of The Wire was really good. I think the last season mm-hmm. wasn't great, but the the last episode, you know, they did they did touch on like every member of the cast, and some of them, you know, they it, it wasn't closure, but in some of them had like a good arc, and some of them had a bad arc, and I think it was mm-hmm. consistent with 
kind of the whole series up to that point. And it was, you know, it's not, again, not like they necessarily closed it. The, you know, there was more to the story, but they brought, they, they at least brought you up to everybody in the story, and I thought that one worked pretty well. Yeah, I agree with that. Right, man. Yeah, I, I uh, brought this one up on the uh, text chain. I used to watch, uh, uh, well, dabbled in a uh, quantum leap uh, in and out, and there was always like a curious. I was always curious, like, well, how is this story going to end? And it ends in one of the most disappointing ways you could ever imagine. He, uh, after his, they he kind of finally figures out when meets the person. Uh, quotation marks. Poke, uh, spoilers. Thirty-year-old spoilers for a TV program, but. Uh, he meets like God, who he thinks is God, and uh, who's been controlling his leaps, and um, he helps uh, Al, his uh, sidekick, who's been helping him all this time. He does something for him to help makes his life better, and then he departs, leaps into oblivion, and he never returns home. Yeah. And they say, yeah, uh, Doctor Sam Becker never returned home. The end. <laughs> and my jaw hit the fucking yeah. ground and I hated wow. this series ever since <laughs> after that it literally ruined everything for me it was awful yeah awful yeah I yeah. I brought up one on and I don't know how y'all watch like Scrubs has a one of the better series finales uh out there that's a really good one um and I and, and uh our friend uh brother Franklin there Franklin brought up one that was kind of like out of the blue or whatever. He was like, uh, the Wonder Years ending where um, him and that girl didn't know. wind up together was right. like fucked up. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, was yeah. it Winnie and, and Winnie, Winnie and whatever the yeah. brother's name is. Whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, and whatever his name, Fred Savage. He's like, they didn't wind up together. That was some bullshit. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this ends. Chances are. 70% of the people are going to be super pissed off about whatever happens, and 30% are going to be like, oh, no, it was good. So we'll see what's, where we fall in this thing. So, all right. All right, so remember, you've been able to find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you'll be able to find me at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter, uh, Brother Beavis and Ether. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, the X Men animated series music starts to play us out. Maybe it'll be three to five years before we get a um, an animated series for the X Men too, man. So <laughs> we'll see how that happens. It could be a while there too. Before they we'll be good and hungry years. by the time it gets here. Yeah. Holy cow! Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, all right. So as they start to play us out, uh, say goodnight, Sammy. Sayonara, people. I promise I'll read something for next week. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you gotta get something in there. Good grief. Sorry. Brother Beavis, go ahead and sign off. Alright, I'll see you Sunday, I guess. Sunday night, man. Yes. Alright. We'll see everybody on the other side. Peace. Peace.